0: Tenacious. and uh your boy just set up some more audio stuff so it looks so freaking cool um <laughs> i bought one of those like if you watch podcasts um those little desk boom mounts um okay shout out low fly tonight what i wanted to talk about um before I talk about things I want to talk about I should probably put my phone on silent my goodness I am struggling so um I was talking to a friend last night and our conversation fruitful as it was um made me think about the prodigal son it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Um and also the nature of our conversation just made me think about the two realities, right? We are either as Christians the um prodigal son, right? That the main character of the story, even though the main character of the story is always Jesus, but um we're either the son that strayed and comes back home or we are the brother. Um, and so I'm going to read the story and yeah, we'll continue from there for a second. It felt like Bible study and I was about to be like, let's pray. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so I'm going to read Luke 15. Um, starting at verse 11 through the end of the chapter. The Parable of the Lost Son Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. man, I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel like I need to pray after that, but nah, we're just going to keep rolling. So a lot of what me and my friend were talking about, um, we're both in a similar situation, stage of life, single. Um, and that has has been a space for us to encourage each other. Um, but to preserve anonymity and just keep it on my own side there are days where it's like <laughs> you know i said this in my previous episode but um not previous episode but in previous episodes when i talked about singleness like it is difficult going through something when you've wanted um relationship for as long as you can remember i've i've always wanted to get married that was a concept that didn't make me afraid it's not something that i've had to like mentally like develop into oh now i desire this for my life and so that comes with a lot of good and it comes with a lot of bad and so there are moments in life when we're waiting for things from the lord where it can feel like but God, I, I was the the one who stayed. And in the reality, you know, when we look at our lives, no, we weren't. We're all the prodigal son being called back to communion with the Father. But in reality, there are certain people that, like, you know, had the road to Damascus experience, like Paul. And they were out here wiling, and then Jesus came and, you know, did some amazing things in their heart and in their lives. And we rejoice. Heaven rejoices, Right. Um, and then there are those that kind of grew up in it our whole lives and our conversion story was less dramatic and more boring. <laughs> we learned of Jesus and we said, yes, and heaven rejoices um, and all of creation rejoices like that is that is real. Um, and, and both stories are valid and and no story is greater than the other. Some might be sexier than the other, right? Like we can, you know, it's, it's, it's people want to, to listen to the road to Damascus story, but people don't really want to talk about the person who's grown up in church their whole lives and hasn't necessarily deconstructed and doesn't have some wild story to talk about, right? They've just been kind of walking with Jesus their whole lives. That's all they've known. (laughs) That's kind of my story. And so man, envy is just dangerous. And I said it in the previous episode, but it can be really easy to look at other people's situations and just be like, man, like (laughs) I'm only going to say it because I said it to my boy yesterday. So, um, oh, I almost said his name and the Holy Spirit was like, don't say it, Ken, don't say it. Um, it's hard to like, look at somebody and be like I'm twice the man that you are and yet I God's just holding me back (laughs) and and that was pride and that was you know ego and that was you know things that make me not twice the man of that person (laughs) said the hypothetical proverbial person. But you look at other situations and it's like, man, like I've done the right stuff. I've been faithful. I've been whatever. I've been this, I've been that. And still God won't give me the thing that I want. And at the end of the day, like it's not a transactional faith. Um, But you read scripture that says if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor and, and, and if he watches over the sparrow, right? Like if, if they don't, um, go the next day worrying about where their food is going to come from, then how much more will your father dress you? And how much more will your father provide for you? Yes, those are lyrics from Jaira, but they're also scripture in Matthew. And so you experience that and you're like, okay, if God is this person that knows exactly what I need and is going to provide like, God, I've been waiting for you to provide like for years <laughs> and and there are moments where it's like man like i desire physical intimacies like emotional intimacy like i i desire relational intimacy with somebody one day it would be nice to have it now like cool like i've been waiting for a while god <laughs> and it's interesting like with my friend where e- it's easier to talk about this because we both like, view marriage in high regard, but we're not trying to get married right now, but the reality is it's, like, I know that there are things that, you know, precede that, that make (laughs) getting ready for marriage helpful, like, being in a relationship and dating somebody. I'm not trying to date somebody for two seconds and then get married, but I have, like, a, oh, like, I'd like to get married around this time, like, this would be when I, when I think about my plan and my future and my dreams, right, these are the things that, I think about, and I can't talk to everybody about those things. And here I am putting it on wax on a podcast, but it's because I fear like, Ooh, like this person is just super eager. And I'm like, no, I just have never had the experiences that you guys have had. And so y'all like talk about dating being the way to get to know somebody. I'm like, well, I've never dated anybody. And I feel like I've gotten to know people very well. Um, (laughs) But that's just not my story. And so because my story is different, I at times fear like being labeled, you know, somebody who's trying to get married today. And I'm like, that's actually not who I am. And so this particular friend is nice to talk to because we unfortunately and fortunately are in the same situation. So we can encourage each other and speak truth Um but all that being said, on a macro level, sometimes it can feel like, you know, you look around and you feel like, man, like, what was the point of all of this? In my, in my Bible study, we we're talking about how there are days when, you know, Paul calls himself a prisoner to Christ or for Christ. We were like paralleling that with, you know, the the Christian walk. And I'm like, yo, there are days when Christianity feels like prison. There are days when I look at the world and I'm like, yo, they're having fun and I'm not. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm saying no to things that they don't say no to. And I kind of wish I wasn't saying no sometimes. Like, there are days when that is the case. And there are days when I'm like, man, you can have it. Just give me Jesus, right? Like, You can have all this world, but forgive me, Jesus, like the lyrics say. And so there's that tension. There is that wrestling. There's that back and forth of, man, there's some good days, and, man, there's some really hard days. There are days when I acknowledge that I am no better, no less than that prodigal son who went and squandered everything and then had to come back tail between his legs saying, my father, I have sinned against heaven and you. I know that I'm that guy. And there are days when I'm like, forget that I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that's been faithful. That's been staying at home. That's not been doing other things that has been living a life that I think is like best for me. And sometimes it feels like I'm missing out. (laughs) I didn't go out. I didn't do all those things. I'm not much of a partier. Like I, there are these things that like I've decided to do based off of the life that I believe I'm supposed to live. And then you're just over here like, bro, but what's going on? Like, do you hear me? Do you see me? Like, why is it this hard? And and it's frustrating. And so we were having this conversation. And it's funny because I'm the one that's kind of like doing the, the venting. But my friend was doing more of the venting in that moment. And I was kind of like, all right. And then, you know, you talk about the porn struggle and all that stuff. And it's like, man, like, is it is it just because of this? Am I ever going to get over this? Is this the reason? Is this the thing that's in front of, in between me and my blessings? Like, what's wrong with me? And it all just becomes me, 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 me. And we took a step back. And, um, man, it was really sweet to just think about, like, God doesn't see you that way. God doesn't see you as unlovable. God doesn't see you as, like, this, po- again, the basement with Tim Ross, right? He's got this guy on there who, um, I'm not going to spoil it. You should go see the most recent episode of The Basement by Tim Ross. <laughs> but there's this line um, that the guests... Now, spouse said to him when they met or had like a serious conversation, and she said, No, your past doesn't define you, your sins don't define you, Christ defines you. And sometimes it's easy for us to be like defined by our circumstances, but in those moments of loneliness, in those moments of feeling unlovable what are the truths of scripture? What are the truths of the things that we believe in that we can say to ourselves when we feel down in the dumps? And the reality is like, man, like I'm so thankful to have my friend in my life because one of the things I can say God did provide is somebody to like walk in this with me. I, I wish I was alone. I wish he was out here thriving, but like he is. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like to have a Jonathan to my David, Right. So that in those spaces where I don't feel like other people can necessarily like empathize or connect with what I'm going through, he's there and vice versa. And so uh, when you feel like the other brother, when you feel like all of my faithfulness, all of my obedience was not celebrated in the same way (laughs) one thing that I so appreciate that I haven't really noticed until now was the fact that he still asked he still went to his father and said yo what's the deal and one of the things I have kind of tried to vow to myself is like hey like the way that I vent to my friends the way that I express and like fully process with my friends. I want to do that and more with God. And so one of the challenges I said to my boy was, hey, just make sure that, you know, whatever whatever we say here, like not for the sake of regurgitation, but have that conversation with God, fully express with him. I know he heard this conversation, but it's important that your relational like dialogue with God is is deeper than the one that you have with me because he's the person that can actually change your situation he's the person that can actually provide healing yeah he can use me to be you know uh, a <laughs> a medium for healing medium isn't the right word but um i mean it is like a vessel right um an agent there we go an agent for <laughs> healing <laughs> Um, But at the end of the day, like, this should be a conversation that you have with your father because he cares. And so in this moment of like mutual frustration, I wasn't necessarily there, but I was down in the dumps in my own way. And to be able to be like, hey, brother, I hear you. But I've got to believe, like, that there's a reason I've been single for 24 years. <laughs> I've got to believe that there's a reason and, and to encourage him and say, like, hey. Part of that, you know, part of our struggles, part of where we're at, I, I believe that we're going to be kick ass husbands and kick ass dads. <laughs> Sorry. folks. Sorry, folks. <laughs> That's how I feel. And the devil wants nothing more than to discourage and make us feel like porn is like to keep porn at the forefront, to keep our like insecurities at the forefront, to make us feel like we're not good enough. Like we'll never be able to walk in freedom. Like we'll never fill in the blank because I believe that God like created us for more than just like, whatever we're going through right now. And like, I don't know. I just, he is usually the, the optimist to my inner pessimist. And when I go pessimistic, Ken, like it's hard to pull me out, but God has been doing a work in me. Let me tell you. And I was just kind of like, yo, like I have to be optimistic about this because if not, like, to be honest, I don't really know why we're going through this, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I believe that God is preparing us for something I believe that God knows and if other people can encourage us and say things and and speak into our lives in a way that gives us hope then how much more does the creator of the universe who knows every hair on my head know what I need and when I need it and if my story hasn't looked like everybody else's that's okay wasn't meant to. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made and sure they're going to be parallels and moments of connection, but God's got his own work for Ken and God's got his own work for my homie. And, uh, God's got his own work for you. And so in those spaces where we our, our lives differ, don't label. And in those spaces where our lives connect Be an encouragement. And if you're in it, find truths, find things to lean on. What does God say about you? For me, okay, God says that I'm worth loving. God says that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that He knows every hair on my head, and that He will provide. And that he loves me. He says the same thing about you. And there are a plethora. There's, <laughs> there's, um, a multifaceted quiver of truths that God says about his children for all situations, for all scenarios. And that's honestly just kind of what I wanted to say. It's a little bit of like an update, a little bit of a here's where I'm at, and a little bit of an encouragement for those who need it. So this is Tanayashe, Tanayashe, Kennedy Maika. Sometimes I'd be like, do I pronounce my own name right? Probably not, sometimes I'd be messing up. But anyway, this is Tanayashe, and uh, this is The Nightly Muse. Shout out Low Fly, giving us the